Welcome everyone to our Family Matters podcast where we talk about family matters because family matters. And today's guest is a friend of mine. His name is Dean Brinkley and he is an attorney by trade and also owns his own practice and it's called uh, Brinkley Law Firm here in Beaumont, Texas. Today, won't you help me welcome Dean Brinkley. What's going on, man? I'm glad to be here with you today. It's always fun to hang out with you. Always, man. I'm glad that we were able to finally get you on the podcast. Great. Yes, sir. Well, listen, man, um, you know, there is a lot of things that we could talk about. Sure. But um, I, one of the things that I enjoy discussing with mm-hmm. you is um, what you do for a living. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very interesting thing because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, things as far as attorneys that, you know, that, that, that you guys do. But usually when you're involving families, it's kind of at an interesting time in life. Yes, it is. Um, one of the big areas of my practice is in probate law. And uh, when you're dealing with probate law, you're dealing with people that have just lost a loved one, and uh, you can imagine it's a it's a low time. They right. lost a family member, um, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot that goes along with that. That's beyond just the grieving process. There's assets that have to be transferred. There's you know business that has to carry on. Right. And so um, it can be kind of overwhelming. And uh, one of the things that I really like about this area of practice is. I get to get in there and help these people at these uh, real low times when they're feeling overwhelmed and help right. them to kind of solve their problems and kind of move beyond that moment. Right. Just kind of take the load off a little bit. Yeah, that's interesting, man. And it's definitely, uh, for sure, a ministry in a sense. It yeah. is. Um, <clears throat> you know, you can imagine that when this time comes, you've got many family members, many competing interests. And um, it's sometimes difficult to navigate all of those competing interests when you're talking about assets and yeah. and properties and right. uh, trying to deal with you know debts and and whatnot. So it is a it is a, it's a moment that uh, really lends itself to good ministry opportunities for people. Absolutely, man. Well, listen, uh, I don't know if you always wanted to be a lawyer, wanted to be attorney. Yeah. I mean, you know. How did you get into Well, I have to give my wife, Margaret, credit for a lot of this because um, when I got out of college, she was still in school, and uh, we, I, I was in sales and marketing for many years, and we traveled a lot. We, were, we moved around a lot, and bless her heart, she um, had to go to, from school to school to school, and finally, we ended up in Amarillo, Texas, wow. and she ends, ends up in Canyon at what is now uh, West Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and uh, she finishes her degree there, and we're at Bennigan's having dinner one night, and I'm kind of complaining about my job, and she says, well, <laughs> why don't you go to law school? I'm like, ah, you know, I'm four years out of school and everything. I said, I had all kind of objections to it. Well, little did I know, the next day, Margaret goes to the library. You didn't have the phones back then. <laughs> so she goes to the library and says, okay, here's six schools that take people in the spring, and this is where you take the LSAT, and just sort of laid it out for me. And at that point, I thought, well, I guess I have to do it now. <laughs> But no, the, the truth is, I, she knew that I always wanted to be a, a lawyer, and the primary reason is that I like to help people solve their problems. And I like to kind of bring that to... Um, uh, you know, I like to bring that to the table for people in a way mm-hmm. that I can use what skills that I have. Yeah, you know, I wasn't really meant to be a doctor, a lawyer. Kind of fit the skill set that I had, and it's it's lended itself well to doing just that. Yeah, well, that's interesting, man. And uh, I've known you for some time. You mm-hmm. definitely do like helping people solve problems. Sure. That's just the way you're wired. Is mm-hmm. you immediately go to, you know, what can we do to help? That's usually yeah. your default saying. You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what can I do to help? Yeah. <laughs> so. 
Um, and so uh, you and so you got into law school, um, and then eventually uh, you started practicing. Did you? Yes. Did you immediately start uh, your own practice, or did you work with somebody? No, or? no. When I started out, I was with a firm, and uh, we were involved in was what was the asbestos litigation. And uh, what I saw in that... Asbestos litigation, is that Well, like that? the people around our area got exposed to asbestos. It was uh, in, in the refineries and whatnot. Okay. And many of them got sick. And so, you you know, as I was doing that, I, you are around people at the end of life, mm -hmm. and you're starting to see how this is affecting people in that yeah. regard. I also noted that um, our population was aging pretty rapidly and that this was going to be a really uh, significant area of need in the future. And so at that point when I recognized what was coming, I started to uh, get involved in estate planning and probate and, the, and elder care, things that I knew were going to be needed for this, this rapidly aging population. Right, and uh, it really it just kind of it just kind of started from there, and uh, now I've been practicing for almost thirty years, and the last twenty years of my practice has been primarily in these areas. Gotcha. So, so you've started working in this area. You were looking forward to it, and um, now you are now you've you eventually started your own practice yeah well i mean what happened is all my partners became judges and uh and retired you know so it kind of left me uh with the kind of on my own so to speak right now you know that's not completely true because uh in the office that i'm at there are other lawyers there i i, I work with a lot of other fantastic lawyers yeah uh we just uh, the way we organize ourselves is not in a traditional firm yeah. So uh, that's kind of what it looks like now. And my practice area, is, um, it, it ranges a little bit, but but a large part of my practice is in the area of probate. And I'm, and I'm dealing with families uh, that are in, a, in an uncontested situation, which means that nobody's arguing, nobody's fighting. We're just trying to administer this estate. And then in some cases, unfortunately, um, it becomes contested in a variety of different ways. Mm -hmm. um, and when that happens, you, you, you know, we have to get involved and try to bring some peace to the situation, try to bring some finality to it. Right. Well, so let's, let's talk about that a little bit because that's got to be interesting. You know, it's, you, you know, people who in the everyday life, you know, come to a point where everybody wants a piece of the pie mm -hmm. and it can get a little ugly at times, as you were mentioning. Yes. And for you, you know, this is really your job, but I'm sure you've seen some really interesting, not so interesting, some pretty nasty yeah. things that have happened. And, uh, you know, you know, every family, you, I don't know that we all imagine that, that that's in us. Right. But right. a lot of times moments like that can bring it out. It does. Yeah. It's, You're right. Um, you can have families that rock along for years, for decades, and there's really no issues like this. And mm -hmm. then... Um, when oftentimes the patriarch and the matriarch die off, you know, the glue sort of yeah. the family, um, you start to see fractures and division. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it is, I don't think people really appreciate the value of the relationships they have mm. with their family. Right. And, and sometimes for they have what they think are good reason. You know, you've got family members that are sort of ne'er-do-wells, so to speak. They, mm -hmm. they, they haven't been good family members. They, we have this term called the black sheep. They say everybody's got a black sheep in their family, right. you know. Well, um, 
you have a there, there's a, a variety of reasons why it seems to unravel and fall apart and apart. And so um, I, I think I maybe take a little different approach to these situations because of my Christian beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested in trying everything I can to not only preserve the family, but to restore the family. Yeah. And I, in, in my practice, sometimes, you know, it gets adversarial and there's not much you can do about it. The other side won't reciprocate when you make overtures to try to collaborate and, and resolve. Mm-hmm. But my first instinct is to um, have my clients try to handle it, try to handle it in a way that the, uh, the other parties feel like they're not being left out, mm-hmm. where the other parties feel like their interests are being protected. And a lot of that has to do with transparency. And Marcus, years ago, I underwent some training. I got certified in, in something called collaborative law. Are you familiar with collaborative law? I'm not. Well, collaborative law is an approach to the law that's different than the traditional adversarial approach. Um, it's, it's, it, it's more fitting kind of with our Christian beliefs, mm-hmm. where I'm not just out for myself and I'm keeping you at a distance. We're coming to the table together and we're trying to solve problems that uh, give us both a win, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, in doing that, I have to be able to stand in your shoes and try to understand where you're coming from. And you have to stand in my shoes and figure out where I'm coming from. Yeah. And we have, to, we have to try to craft a solution that best fits both of our needs and desires yeah um and and you know that's sort of just a a general way of talking about it there's a there's more complexity to it in the way that it kind of works out but um it's a good to me it's a good way to look at the kinds of issues that families uh address it's Mm -hmm. to me it's the best way to preserve the family while dealing with these you know tough issues that we have to deal with you know that's a really uh, good principle, and it, it actually comes from the print, the win-win principle, mm-hmm. which is uh, helping both sides to win. And you know, people use it in business; it can yeah. be used in leadership. Sure. But it also could and should be used in family. Yeah. You know, at times we tend to save our best face. You know, in the professional world, in our career, whenever we're working with other people outside the home. Mm-hmm. But when we get in the home, we tend to relax and be more of yeah. ourselves. Unfortunately, at times, that's where we get a lot of that contention at home because that win-win principle, I believe, is what you're saying yeah. that you help families deal with. It's something that we can use with our, with our own spouse, yeah. that we can use with our children. Right. You know, at times, that the idea of this is my house, my rules, and you're going to follow it yeah. is, is, is one of the, you know, nobody likes being talked to that way. You know, right. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, you know, a friend, uh, you know, we don't like our boss to talk mm-hmm. to that, you know, and our children, they are, they are the same. I mean, you yeah. know, they're, they're individuals right. and eventually there's only so much that somebody can take of that. But the idea of a win, win principle yeah. is something that could be and should be applied in family. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, you know, we're taught in the Bible um, a, a way that we are to love our spouses. I go back to Ephesians and I mm-hmm. look at what Paul said he, when he gave the house rules and he was talking about um, wives and husbands. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, one of the things wives. that he tells us to do is to love our wives like mm-hmm. Christ loved the church. And um, it makes me think about the extrapolation of that principle 
across the board to all the people that we come in contact with, you know, to try to love them the way that Christ loves us. Yeah. I always, I'm always marvel at Jesus on the cross when he's praying to the Father for the people that are persecuting and killing him. You know, and he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I mean, right. how can he love so strongly and just, and, and so with such direct, you know, kind of, I don't know what the word is, but to, to, to look through all that and to still love. And so with family, I mean, I want people to feel that way about their family. Yeah. You know, for me personally, if there was, if the, the, the wealth that I was going to inherit was going to impact the relationship I had with my brother and sister, I would probably be willing just to give it up to preserve the relationship. Right. The good news for me is my brother and sister, they're the same way. Hmm. We have been brought up that way. And yeah. maybe that's why it's easier for me to kind of see things through the, these lenses. And frankly, Marcus, it's not easy um, when we're dealing with people. There, there's issues that pop up that you have to overcome when we're trying to incorporate these principles. One of them is pride. Yeah. You know, uh, they don't want to be they don't want to be wrong about something. Mm. Uh, some of it is I'm in power. I've got all the power, and and there's some retribution for years. You know, mom, you were mom's favorite, and now I'm in charge, and mm. and so. A lot of times what we have to do in the process of doing this work is try to figure out what the root issue is with this family. You know, unfortunately, sometimes it's greed. Sometimes the person just values the things that they're going to get more than they value their family. And that's when it becomes almost impossible to collaborate. Mm. Um, and then that's when we just, we just, put our gloves on and go to battle, you know, and that's just something that you have to do sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's unfortunate yeah. and it's not what I want for these families. Just like God doesn't want us, you know, battling each other. I mean, mm -hmm. he would prefer that we, um, you know, lived in harmony. Um, but it's just the practice. It's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah. I love what you said about, um, about pride, because that is something that, especially in a marriage, yeah, man, we, 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 we just want to, we, we, you know, you want to win the argument. Yeah. You want to win the moment. You want to be the person that's on top. You want to be right. Yeah. In, and, and, and that we wouldn't call it pride in that moment. Yeah. We, 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 we like to call it, I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there is, that is so true. And, uh, in that arena, you know, if, if we could take a step back and realize, yeah. is it really worth me winning this argument? You know, is, is yeah. it really just about this moment? Is it really yeah. that important? Or can I, can I humble myself to realize that maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they are right. Mm -hmm. And even if they aren't right, you Maybe know, it's best. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, another principle that I'm hearing you, you mm -hmm. know, uh, um, talk about is, is the principle of, of, of tr listening to understand rather than just to be understood. Correct. Sometimes when we're when we're talking, and we're we're listening, we're not really listening. We're just waiting for an opportunity for <laughs> you know just to say what's on my mind. Yes. And yeah. uh, and and that happens. Not just only in marriage, also in parenting. We're only we're not listening to the other side, but there is a there is a a a not just a principle, but even a a skill in learning to really listen. Because if not, we're we're eventually headed for a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. In a case, unfortunately. Yeah. But man, you know, what are some things that we can 
that 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 we can offer, that we can do to help ourselves, you know, to to keep from getting to those contentious and divisive moments yeah. in life. You know, Marcus, I have to answer that question <clears throat> different for different people. Um, when my Christian friends come to see me and they ask me that question. Um, the first thing I do is I tell them, look, we've got to go to prayer. Let's go to the Lord and ask him to guide us and direct us in this regard. Yeah. And we take a little time to let that sit in, that kind of let that sit in. And oftentimes the Holy Spirit will work on people and, and they will come to the realization that, man, this wasn't as important as I thought. Right. I'm going to, you know, and then they capitulate on something or they get clarity on what their, you know, direction with things go. Yeah. Um, it's it, with non-Christians, they don't have that basis, you know, of right. listening to the Holy Spirit, and so I have to kind of approach them a little differently. I have to, I have to try to convince them that the way I'm trying to navigate them is best for them. That there's a benefit to it for them. Oftentimes, it's that it's not going to cost you as much money. Legal work is expensive and it's time consuming and it's very and, and oftentimes when we're looking at an estate, say it's got a half a million dollars in it and everybody wants to go to battle and they, they're on their horseback and they've got their sword and they've got their shield and they are ready to go. Yeah. And then I have to I have to explain to them, okay, well this is what it's gonna cost you to do that. This mm-hmm. is what's gonna cost you in time, this is what's gonna cost you in money to do that. Right. Are you still ready to go to battle? Because if not, I hear some other options that we have. We can go to mediation. You know, we can have an informal settlement conference and let everybody come and air it out. We can enter into other avenues to try to resolve this. So with them, I'm trying to help them do a cost-benefit analysis on what yeah. it's going to cost them. And the same thing is true for, for us Christians. I mean, obviously, we don't all live it out perfectly. We're not all listening to the Holy Spirit. And so sometimes we they have to make the same decision, you yeah. know. There's this, uh, a lot of, when I deal with people... They are either operating on economics or they're operating on principle. Mm-hmm. And principle is expensive. Mm-hmm. And so I try to help them understand that um, you may be right and you may not owe them a thing, but it's going to cost you one way or the other. And so we, do, right. we try to do that analysis for them. That's interesting how that, uh, because it, what I'm hearing you say both applies in your practice, but it sounds like some of those things also apply in just family. They do. You know, before <clears throat> you know, before you even get to the table where you're sitting down with an attorney or with a lawyer, yeah. those that same thing applies in in the arena of family as well. Well, in think the about it. Yeah, think about it. Think about uh, when you're on the cusp of an argument mm-hmm. with your wife or with your kids. There's a cost to that. Yeah. And when you, when you go to battle with your wife, with your kids, with anybody in your family. When you do that, there's always a cost. Somebody's going to yeah. get hurt. Yeah. And oftentimes those wounds take a long time to heal. Mm. And so whenever you, in a family situation, are in one of those heated moments, whether it's in the, in the realm of, that I'm involved in or just in the, in the realm of family, you have to, you know, they, they used to tell you, uh, count to three before you say anything, okay? <laughs> well, my thing is, you need to count as long as you need to until you understand what the cost is going to be when you engage in this battle. Right. Because you don't have to go to battle with your family. You yeah. can you can collaborate. Whenever I'm uh, when I'm doing weddings for young people and we're talking about um, 
the you know getting ready to be married one of the things i always ask them is like well how do y'all communicate i try to find out about their communication how do y'all talk when y'all when you when you battle do you go from one to ten and everybody yells and screams and you hug it out or is it a gradual slow burn until you know somebody says something they shouldn't and then you part ways or or do you you know do you communicate and try to hear each other kind of what you were saying i'm listening i'm actively listening to what you're saying because i'm trying to find a solution right you know one of the things that I'm really thinking about a lot right now is the that scripture in the Bible where we're told that marriage is a mystery, where God knits the man and the wife together as one. And so when you go into marriage, for instance, no longer is it me and you, it's kind of us. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so what I'm doing in what I'm doing to you, in a sense, I'm kind of doing to myself. And I'm trying to understand that, but I don't know that I have a full grasp of it. But I know yeah. that God has spiritually knit us together, my wife yeah. and I. And so whenever I approach arguments with her now or when I approach things with her now, I try to think about that. Like, um, you know, this is this is not only affecting her individually, but this is affecting us as a yeah, couple. As a unit. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, you said something there that I, that I just want to I, I want to pop on. Mm-hmm. It, in a moment, in a heated moment, in a divisive moment, in an argument, uh, a contentious moment, it's hard to take a step back and, 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 and think about what is most important. Right. Because in that moment, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you know, you want to go to battle. You're, yeah. you're, you're not in the mindset to be able to, to, to think. Mm-hmm. And it's important which goes to show how important it is to know what our principles and what and what our values are going in. Because yeah. the reality is, as you mentioned, that there always is a cost when you mm-hmm. go to battle. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't, uh, uh, you know, have to battle our family and, right. and you know, with arguments. And, and those, those are going to happen. But that cycle, mm-hmm. somebody's got to take a step back mm-hmm. and, and realize what is... What is more valuable for me to win the argument, or is it my, or is it my marriage? Is it, mm-hmm. is it the relationship with my child, or the relationship with my brother, mm-hmm. with my mother? And, and, you know, at the end of our life, and we look at the things that, we, that we're glad, and the things that we're happy for, and then the things that we regret. I don't think it's going to be the time that we spent with our family. I don't think we're going to regret having to take off of work to do those things, or... or I think the things that we're going to regret the most are the relationships, Sure. the relationships, the bridges that got burned. Yeah. And it's because it went, it's because it went directly against our values and our mm-hmm. principles. And so, um, I hear you, man. And, uh, I, I'm so glad that, that you're bringing that up. And so, uh, uh, if, if you can end this, if you can wrap this up with a bow with something just to encourage or, yeah. or even just um, something to give uh, families who are watching today, uh, something that we all can take away as far as how to approach moments before, you know, before they get to, yeah. you know, moments of contention. What are, you know, if you can give us one thing, what would it be? Sure. Um, family is valuable. It is really, literally one of the most valuable things that you have. Yeah. And... All of the 
things that you that we talk about in probate law, the assets and whatnot, those burn up. Those are get used up. They're gone. Yeah. But what's enduring are your relationship with your family. Right. And so I would just wish and I would encourage everybody to, you know, take an account of how valuable it is to have family. Yeah. And to treat them the way that you would want to be treated in the situation when it arises like in a probate situation. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do that, if you're transparent, if you look out after everybody's best interests and do what's fair and what's right, you don't have to worry. Whether you go to trial or whether you s- settle up with your family, you're, that's what I would encourage them to do, is just yeah. do what's right. Uh, don't let pride get in the way. Don't let uh, your own self-interest get in the way of what you know of how you treat the people and your family in, in these rough situations. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. And of course, I would just tell them, uh, like we always tell them, is if you don't know Jesus, you need to know him. That is the that is the most successful thing that you'll do in your family relationships is to get him involved, get him Absolutely. right in the middle of it. Absolutely, man. Listen, Dean, thank you again for being yeah. on uh, the podcast. I appreciate you, man. I really enjoyed it. Same here, Marcus. And my hope is that you also enjoyed our podcast today. And if you would like to find more episodes from the Family Modest Podcast, Family Matters Podcast, then you can go to uh, Family Matters Podcast on YouTube, or you can also search Family Matters Podcast on any podcast platform. Thanks again for watching, and remember that your family matters. God bless you.